the internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. Skypilotradio.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming? Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight for the ramparts we watched. We're so gallantly streaming in the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in a gate through, through the night that our flag was still Oh, say does that star-spangled bell Of all the debates we've seen, we've perhaps never seen a more bold-faced, entitled, smug, arrogant witch than we saw in Kamala Harris last night. Here is just one example of the blatant lie she assumes you're too stupid to realize she told. minutes uninterrupted sure so first of all i will repeat and the american people know that joe biden will not ban fracking that is a fact that is a fact i will there's no question i'm in favor of banning fracking so yeah and 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 starting and starting with what we can do on day one around public um but but kiddo i want you to just take a look okay you don't have to agree but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to clock it. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. Come on. Folks. That's okay. These guys are okay. They, they want to do the same thing I want to do. They want to phase out fossil fuels, and we're going to phase out fossil fuels. Look, Senator Sanders and others are proposing Medicare. Don't act like the Trumpers, okay? All right, don't be like Trump. Please, we're on the same team. Don't be like Trump. Let's do, I'll talk to you afterwards if you'd like to talk, okay? So, look, Senator Sanders, please. Well, so is everybody else's future. That's why we have, that's why in our administration we wiped out no more, no more 
coal plants. That's why we spent. There is one and a half. We can't. Of a Biden-Harris administration toward the Green New Deal. You have two minutes uninterrupted. Sure. So first of all, I will repeat, and the American people know, that Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. That and so there fact. you go, ladies and gentlemen. I will. Repeat. Now think about it. Is, is Kamala Harris such a bold-faced liar that she's told so many lies she can't even keep up what's, what's true and what's fake or what lies she's told or what she said? Is she that much of a liquid politician who, who really doesn't have any stance on anything? She'll just say whatever it is in the moment that sounds right. She'll say whatever it is in the moment that feels right. Really no stance, no foundation, no roots, nothing. Did she, I mean, think about that. So, so... Either she doesn't even know where she stands on issues. She doesn't even know where she stands. She doesn't even know the lies she's told. She just says whatever. Or she just is a bold-faced liar. And she, she knows what she said. And she just boldly lied last night. So that's just a taste. That's just a little taste. The Internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. SkyPilotRadio.com This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday, October 8th, 2020. This is the Infowars.com War Room brought to you by Infowarsstore.com. You know, forgot to put my lapel pill on, uh, pin on here, so let me just make sure. In fact, I may need someone to come in and do this for me. I won't go on air without the lapel pin. Actually, you know what? Looks good. Let's do it just like that. Live on air. All right. I don't, I feel more comfortable. I don't feel naked like a Democrat in a uh, go get out and vote video anymore. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Holy smokes. Holy smokes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, go ahead and give me a, give me a desk dot cam shot here. Just look at all the news that we have here today. I mean, I've got so much news. I've got so many great guests coming up. We've got Damani Felder, who's live with us right now. We've got Leo Zagami coming up. We've got Jay Dyer coming up in the extended hour. You know what? I don't even have time to go through all these right now. I mean, this is just incredible how much news I have. Let me tell you the big stories, and um, we'll get Damani on here, get into the last night's uh, debate coverage, and then some of the other news. President Trump put up a video, and I really should just play this. In fact, I think I – did I send you guys the President Trump video from this morning? Okay, guys, let's air this before Damani comes on here because this is just too important not to air. Uh, this was President Trump from the White House this afternoon, or I guess this morning. Uh, this is so huge. President Trump declares a cure for the coronavirus. 
So, to my favorite people in the world, the seniors. I'm a senior. I know you don't know that. Nobody knows that. Maybe you don't have to tell them, but I'm a senior. We are making tremendous progress with this horrible disease that was sent over by China. China will pay a big price for what they did to the world and to us. But we have medicines right now, and I call them a cure. I went into the hospital a week ago. I was very sick, and I took this medicine, and it was incredible. It was incredible. I, w I could have walked out the following day sooner. It was incredible the impact it had. And we're going to make that and others that are similar to it, almost identical, we're going to make them available immediately. We have an emergency use authorization that I want to get signed immediately. The FDA has moved at a level that they've never moved before. Things that would take two, three, four years are taking a matter of weeks or even sooner than that. And that's because of me. We're taking care of our seniors. You're not vulnerable, but they like to say the vulnerable, but you're the least vulnerable. But for this one thing, you are vulnerable, and so am I. But I want you to get the same care that I got. I got incredible care at Walter Reed, incredible doctors. And this medicine in particular, one medicine was unbelievable. You're going to get the same medicine. You're going to get it free, no charge. And we're going to get it to you soon. And the nice part is it's made by a number of companies. It's totally safe, but it's powerful against this disease. So we're going to get it out to you. We're going to take care of our seniors, all free. And I just want to thank you. And what we've gone through as a country is a horrible thing. My opponent, as you know, he talks, but he never did anything in 47 years. I did more in 47 months than he did in 47 years. He just talks. It's the same old thing. If it were up to him, you wouldn't have this. You wouldn't have anywhere near it for years. They wouldn't even be talking about anything like this. He had his chance with H1N1 swine flu. And it was one of the great disasters. He didn't know what he was doing. But I do know what I'm doing. And the seniors are going to be taken care of. And then everybody's going to be taken care of. And it's coming out really fast. So thank you very much. We love you. We love America. So between last night and today, President Trump has declared that we have a cure. Now, he says therapeutic in the video yesterday, but, but he says I, I call it a cure. So. The president is declaring COVID over. He, he's declaring the pandemic over. He's not saying so in so many words. He's, he's, he's letting other people fight that intellectual battle, but he's putting out the calling clarion call. And then tomorrow, and this is, I mean, I don't know if anything has ever been like this uh, has been done before. Rush Limbaugh is undergoing chemotherapy treatment this week for his advanced lung cancer. President Trump is going to be hosting the Rush Limbaugh show that, um, I mean, in this, the Hill article, they claim 15 and a half listeners per day. I think Rush says 30. Either way, tens of millions of people will be listening. And, and, and Trump, I guess on a whole three-hour show, is going to have a virtual rally on the Rush Limbaugh show. So that is, uh, I don't know if anything ever like that has been done before. Incredible. Damani Felder is here with me. Damani, before we get into uh, the debate from last night, we'll do that in the next segment. Uh, what do you make of President Trump declaring the cure for COVID, which is essentially saying that the pandemic is over? And then what do you make of President Trump tomorrow to host the Rush Limbaugh show as a virtual rally? Yeah, it's the left's biggest nightmare. That's the best way I can put it. They know that President Trump is most effective when he gets to circumvent and go around the mainstream media. They like to think that they're the arbiters of news. 
But in this day and age, Trump has weaponized their own favorite tools against them. They hate the fact that he can speak directly to the people. They hate the fact that he can go wherever he goes. People will follow him. If it's Rush Limbaugh's show, they'll go there. If it's, you know, on Fox News with Sean Hannity, he'll go over there. It doesn't matter because at this point in time, he controls the media and the media knows it. And that's why they act like the jilted lovers um, that they used to be to the president, because now they realize that their usefulness to the American people has long since expired. So I think that people who are upset about President Trump coming out and even saying that there's a cure, what it is, it shows that they have succumbed to the real virus, which was fear. And that was what the mainstream media tried to employ all along. They've been working overtime trying to make the average American be afraid of each other, be afraid of their neighbors, feel like they have to wear masks 24-7, 365, in between bites of food out in California. They think that this is going to magically solve this issue. And here's the thing. If we who do not wear masks are not the ones who are out here getting sick, then it stands to reason that the people who are wearing masks themselves, that they are the ones contributing to this higher case count they like to obsess over. But you notice that it's always shifting. It's first shifted from these are the number of deaths from COVID-19. And now it's these are the number of cases from COVID-19. Whichever number is big enough to make people actually feel like they need to freak out if the sky's falling, that's the media narrative at that point in time. So for them to see that there is now possibly a cure for this virus, to them, it just completely unravels their argument. And to have President Trump stand there as a testament to some of someone who actually stood and came through this in three days, and he's back out working tirelessly like he always does, it just torpedoes their entire argument that they've been foisting upon us for the better part of a year now. You know, an interesting point you made there about the masks, maybe even adding to the spread. This story just came out. Texas doctor, 28 years old, who died of COVID-19, had been wearing the same mask for weeks. Now, the funny, the weird, there's some weird stuff in this. Like, for example, she had it in early July, then she died in late September. So, I, you know, they don't really get into any of that, why that would have happened. I guess she just had, well, they, they say she died of a massive brain bleed. So I, I never knew that COVID caused a massive brain bleed, but she gets COVID in early July, dies of a massive brain bleed, in late September, and they're saying she died of COVID from wearing the same mask. So I guess maybe you're wearing the mask, and she probably got some brain-eating bacteria that she was breathing in from wearing the same mask. And then they try to imply that, oh, it's because they have a lack of masks because Trump's not signing the orders. I could go order a 1,000 masks online right now from uh, different designs, different colors. I mean, all kinds of... So to sit here and act like you can't get a mask, but I think this is what it is. I think you're onto something here. I think the mask wearers are actually spreading it, Damani. Yeah, no, it makes sense because, I mean, I, it's not even about the mask at this point. I went to uh, HEB here in Houston, Texas recently. I just cut a piece of pantyhose and wore it over my, wore it over my face. You could close to my mouth and everything. Uh, no one said a word. So it goes to show that the mask is just a beta test for compliance. That's all it ever, ever was. So for people who are talking about, oh, we need to wear a mask all the time, it's just a symbol, symbolic of your willful slavery to the government, as it were. All right, we're going to come back and talk uh, debate from last night with Damani Felder. Don't go anywhere. 2020electioncenter.com. Just type it in one time. You've got it saved right there in your browser. And then you can share it on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Apple platforms, but most importantly, via text message, email, or by word of mouth because they have banned the links to band.video. But 2020electioncenter.com is a clone of the site, the exact same links, the exact same videos where you can comment, you can share them, everything. The system 
is censoring because the power of the people overrode them four years ago. Trump has finally figured this out since he's going to take action once reelected against big tech and then he's monitoring the situation. Well, we know the president's overwhelmed right now, so we're going to sit here and cry because he has to take an action. We the people are taking action now, and you can do it very, very easily by sharing 2020electioncenter.com, 2020electioncenter.com, and checking out the new redesigned infowars.com and sharing that link. Oh, that really upsets him. Oh, yeah. The Bible talks about there being ten kings of the earth that sit above the nation states and who give their power unto the one world leader, the Antichrist, and he has a beast system that no one can buy or sell unless he has that mark in the forehead or in the palm of their hand. And we look back on all the warnings we were given and all just the common sense that even if we believe in God or prophecy, giving governments and corporations the power to control who can buy and who can sell to track everything we do is not just a recipe, it's a blueprint for total enslavement. And now you look at Bill Gates, you look at Bloomberg and others who openly say, we're technocrats, we should decide how much salt you get, how much alcohol you get, how much red meat you get. We're technocrats, we know best. And we're now going to set up the economy with a social score to totally control you. You snap your fingers, we're here. They're just rolling it out. And a lot of people are complying with it. It's insane. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. telling you folks this is just i mean I, I don't know what else i would expect 25 days left to the election 103 days to the inauguration Damani felder is with us we're going to go down the news here from last night's debate but president trump is set to have a rally tonight is that 6 30 eastern guys or 6 30 central either way we'll be trump jr rally okay well hey a trump jr rally is bigger than a biden rally anyway which biden had today and, of course, uh, nobody showed up. And he said that you'll know my opinion on packing the court after the election. So we'll, we'll get to that later coming up here. Uh, but it's just, it's just, wow. I mean, everything is turning right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's really incredible. The president is on fire. I mean, maybe he was serious. Maybe he is more healthy than ever. But here's the deal. We played the clips of Kamala Harris last night saying she would not ban fracking. Biden would not ban fracking. Of course, they're on tape multiple times saying that they would ban fracking and ban coal and ban all fossil fuels. So, I mean, it's just a blatant lie. Uh, but that wasn't it, Damani. There were other lies. So I have right here that was obviously strategically signed, and this is what the Democrats hate, that Trump is learning how to play politics. They hate that. Trump is learning how to play politics now, and he's beating, it their, beating them at their own game. He strategically signed this on September 24th, so before the first presidential debate and then the vice presidential debate and going forward executive order on america first health care plan and in this document he assures pre-existing conditions now what's the mainstream news going to do fake news going to fake news so immediately they attack it they say trump's executive order on pre-existing conditions lacks teeth this is just one of hundreds of headlines where they're saying basically it, it doesn't it doesn't protect pre-existing conditions even though that's exactly what it does and then last night kamala harris says if you have pre-existing conditions trump and pence are coming for you well, no. Again, I have the executive order right here that says they are coming to protect you. So, uh, I mean, 
Damani, I've made the measurement after watching this, and I've been covering politics now live for six-plus years, I guess. I have never seen, and this is saying something, I've never seen a more bold-faced, lying, entitled, arrogant, smug witch, but but just a bold-faced liar than Kamala Harris. I mean, she doesn't even look for the center. She doesn't even look for reality. She goes full-on left-wing fake news narrative. The mental gymnastics are just unbelievable at this point, Owen. It's almost as if whatever Trump is going to do, within about three seconds, the left is going to say, here's why this is bad. And they do that time and time again. And the fact of the matter is, what the liberal media does is they appeal to the lowest common denominator liberal voter, who unfortunately suffers from extreme and abject stupidity at this point. And it's wanton stupidity, because in the information age that we have today, it is incumbent upon every individual to do their own research and do their own due diligence. But they know that the average person on their side of the aisle is loath to do that. So they know they can literally take anything they want to say, even if it contradicts their earlier statements, and just put it out there real quick because they know at this point in time their voter is not going to do their own research to figure out where they really did stand on the issues. And they've been doing this as far back as 2008 even. We've seen this behavior continue. And I don't know when it's going to end, but we have to start waking more people up because it's when it's this obvious, when you can just do a simple, even Google and YouTube search, and even maybe on page three or four, find them saying exactly the opposite of what they're saying right now. You start asking yourself those questions. Am I being lied to? But I don't know. Maybe the person, average person likes being lied to on the left at this point. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I think there's, it's, it's not that they necessarily like being lied to. And I can't remember what was going through my head in the break, but it's like a... It's like they are just fully in the tank for the Democrat Party deception. You know, I mean, that's that's really what it is. They they do know it's a lie. I don't know if they like being lied to as much as they like just being on the, the team of the lie. You know, being part of the Democrat Party uh, deception. I think these people are into it, uh, at least some of them. Uh, sadly, though, I think Kamala Harris is really hurting Joe Biden's chances. I mean, unanimously, Mike Pence won last night. I mean, I have yet to see a poll even put up by leftists, I'm yet to see a single poll that had uh, Kamala Harris as the winner last night. Have you seen a poll that, has anybody said she won? Not that I know of. I kept an eye on it, too. There's a reason that she hasn't really been out in front of the media very much ever since she was appointed as the vice presidential nominee. And that reason is because when you actually have to look at her as an individual for very long, she comes across as extremely condescending uh, very supercilious, j- just arrogant, for lack of a better word. Uh, so seeing the way she handled Mike Pence last night, or thought she handled Mike Pence last night, Mike Pence was the epitome of class and poise and grace under pressure. And just seeing the dichotomy between the two, it couldn't have been more stark. So it, it, at this point in time, though, people know what the real agenda is. They know that Joe Biden is just an empty suit at this point. They know that Kamala Harris is the reason they would cast a vote enthusiastically for this Democrat ticket at this point. So I think she really did hurt her chances to be to come across as likable. And I haven't seen a single poll to the contrary. Yeah, but that doesn't stop the Hill from saying majority believe Harris won VP uh, uh, debate against Pence. Again, I'm not seeing one poll. I'm not even I mean, even Democrats are having to admit she lost. That's why they're making things up about what happened that night. So here's what they are celebrating, though. Yeah, go ahead. When you talk about the polls, too, what's interesting is, you know, driving around here in Houston, Texas, where I am now, you know, I, I will see the occasional Biden-Harris sign. A few of them have popped up recently. 
The thing is, these polls do not represent the lion's share of Americans who, honestly, I feel like many people might not want to put a Trump-Pence sign up, even if they uh, are on the Trump-Pence side, because they realize what's going to happen. They might have their their house, uh, you know, <laughs> they might have their house attacked or what have you. So I think that the, when you look at the polls, they've been oversampling polls for a very long time now. And there's a reason why those polls were so off in 2016. So when you look at 2020, it is a mirror image of the same thing. So I see a lot of people out there who are saying, oh, I don't know, I'm a little more nervous this time. And the reason, only reason anybody would be nervous or has reason to be nervous is if they are taking too much stock in these polls, because we know the polls are inaccurate. And the only poll that matters is the one that we're going to actually cast enthusiastically on November 3rd. And that's really all that matters. Yeah. And again, Don Jr. has a rally today. There'll be more people there than at any Biden rally to this point. Here's what the left is celebrating, which I, I can't say I'm surprised by because uh, it just goes along to their childish mentality. Uh, you're seeing, I mean, here's one story. The winner of the vice presidential debate, Kamala's faces. And then you see some of the response. Each face she made was perfectly toned and timed and treated Pence with the response that he deserved. Speaking and looking at him like a toddler who needs to be taught why you can't do bad things. Uh, BuzzFeed News, Kamala Harris energy towards Mike Pence and eruptions at the VT, VP date is a whole mood. It's a whole mood. Uh, LA Times, Kamala Harris sterling debate was for every woman who's ever been talked over by a man. Even though we actually now have the numbers, uh, Kamala Harris had 39 minutes of speaking time. Mike Pence had 35. So she actually had more time to speak than Pence. So that narrative is wrong. But there it is. I mean, that's their childish mentality. Ooh, she made a better face. She had attitude. She was a betch. That's because she embodied what every liberal truly has become deep down, an arrogant, snarky, self-righteous individual. They eat that up all day long. And I think maybe even the left knows it at this point, because this is the same smug attitude that you see exemplified by any modern liberal today. So the reason they like it so much is because she became what they truly are deep down. And uh, AOC gets in on the party saying that um, Pence is putting Harris through an example of gender dynamics. So many women have to deal with at work. Oh, the pity. Oh, the humanity. Introducing InfoWars Life Pure Turmeric Extract. This is taken under the tongue. It is pure turmeric. It goes together very well with our body's ultimate turmeric formula that is taken as a powdered capsule and absorbed in the stomach and intestines. This is absorbed under the tongue into the bloodstream, and then the remaining also is then absorbed by the stomach. So it's more of an intense delivery system. The two formulas are different, but both are concentrates. And our first product got rave reviews. We've now been testing this out for several months. Some of our staff like it more than bodies. Some like bodies better. For me, they're both amazing for their anti-inflammatory action and so much more. And they fund the InfoWar. So get our new liquid turmeric extract exclusively at InfoWarStore.com today. Get an additional 25% off. This is a 360 win. Turmeric is renowned for what it does for all of our bodies, for inflammation and so much more. Get yours today at InfoWarsLife.com. The Internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. SkyPilotRadio.com This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Warning. 
This broadcast is not for the weak-minded. It's The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. There were more lies told by Harris last night that the media won't tell you about. No, the media will actually just go along with the lie. Here's a headline from USA Today. Senator Kamala Harris and Vice President Mike Pence discuss Trump's take on white supremacist groups. Now, see, the very notion, the very premise, the very foundation of that headline is insinuating that Trump has a take on white supremacist groups, like he likes them or they're good people. And that's, of course, the big lie. And so this is what they do through nuance. And then people just see, oh, Trump has a take on white supremacist groups? Oh, my. Oh, I heard they said he was racist. Oh, gee, oh. And so this is how they just compound the lie, expand the lie. And it doesn't matter how many times Trump has condemned the KKK or any white supremacy or anything like that. No, that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter that he's literally already done it to uh, Chris Wallace. And then Chris Wallace asked him again four years later. So the facts don't matter to these people. And it's really disgusting when you see this happen. It's really disgusting. And then they ignore a tape of Joe Biden saying the N-word twice on national television. They ignore all of Joe Biden's relations with KKK, Cyclops, um, Richard Byrd, the Democrat in the South, Robert Byrd, excuse me. So, I mean, it's just incredible, Don. I mean, it's like what I guess at this point, it's either like you said in the last segment, either Americans are looking for the truth in these claims or they just believe the mainstream media lies, which are just so wicked and evil. It hurts. The thing is, there are very few tricks the left really has in their bag when you really stop and think about it. They're going to trot out the white supremacist or Trump is a racist lie, or they're going to trot out the, oh, uh, Trump is uh, is sicker than he lets on, or, oh, Trump can't breathe. It's one thing after the other after the other. So it, I'm so tired of hearing them talk about this white supremacist line without airing the full quote. And again, it just goes to show that they're going to beat a dead horse if it fits their narrative and suits their agenda. That's all they've been doing all this time. To to hear them continue to typecast President Trump as this racist when he has demonstrably done more for the African-American community to try to lift us up out of this, this generational disadvantage goes to show that really at the crux of what the left really believes in is keeping minorities in a state of perpetual dependence. And they can't do that if we are allowed to rise above and become more than what we have been for the last several generations now. So that's why they continue to hammer the same talking points. Uh, Trump doesn't condemn white supremacy, or even if he does do it, okay, well, he, he didn't do it this second. Okay, uh, and he condemns it. And he said, okay, well, can you do it right now, uh, some more, like, immediately? And it's just like, at what point are you just going to be honest and say he's already done this? I don't know uh, what more needs to happen on his end for him to drive the message home, but it's as if they ask these questions now as more of an elaborate gotcha, because Trump is sitting up there saying, I want to talk about other things we need to address right now. And they're worried about something that he laid to rest on camera over three years ago. That, of course, wasn't the last lie they told. And this was uh, already, again, folks, I mean, this is fake news. Everybody already knew it was fake news. They went along with it, but uh, you remember the Russia secretly offered Afghan militants bounties to kill U.S. troops, intelligence says, and then they say, you know, Trump ignored it. He didn't do anything about it. He's Putin's 
you know, butt boy. And so he let these Americans have a bounty on that. All a lie. Got proven a lie in July. Here's the headline. In Russian bounty story, evidence-free claims from nameless spies become fact overnight. Again, fake sources, no evidence, no, just all made up, just completely made up. And then they do the same thing. Trump said the troops suck and they're losers. You know, Trump kicked over a grave at, uh, it, you know, in Arlington. I mean, it's just, and then Kamala Harris is like, yeah, this guy really hates the troops. It's unbelievable. I mean, even Marianne Williamson, who was like the dingiest one on the Democrat stage, at least she has a, a moral compass. I mean, at least she's a real person. And she says, uh, hey, guys, I deleted my tweets about Russia having put a bounty on American soldiers' heads. It was an unproven story, which I didn't realize. I apologize. So now you see why the Democrats didn't want her involved in uh, this process. So again, it's just it's just more lies. And what does Harris say? What does the moderator say? Oh, you know, what Harris says the president said that the troops suck and they're losers, and she didn't even he didn't even do anything when they put bounties on the heads. I mean, again, they just assume people are so stupid. That's their assumption. People are so stupid that they can just lie to their face and they'll never know. And if the moderator was smart, she would have immediately pressed. Uh, Kamala Harris on why she is behind someone who is on tape, on video, uh, calling the troops stupid, you know, bastards. But she didn't want to do that. And, you know, the moderator herself, I think she was slightly less complicit with the Democratic Party than uh, Chris Wallace was. But still, it was remarkable how whenever there was something that arose that Mike Pence made a great point on, he was immediately cut off, it seemed. And then Kamala Harris was allowed to drone on ad nauseum whenever she had anything, half of anything to declare. Uh, so, you know, at this point, the, the moderators themselves, they need to be held accountable for showing their true bias and being so one-sided in their questioning, so one-sided in their willingness to enforce the rules of the debate. We can talk about this all day long, but the left has been getting a free pass. And honestly, that's why the mainstream media and even, even some leftists don't trust them anymore. I've seen so many people over the last several weeks say, you know, I can't stand with what the Democrat Party has become. And they've been slow rolling to this point for a while now. But we're at a point of such incredible extremism by the left that some people who would call themselves liberals are saying, you know, well, I don't think that we should be running around uh, shooting police officers indiscriminately. I don't think that we should be, you know, destroying small businesses the minute uh, someone is shot by the police, whether or not that person deserved to be operated by the police in the first place. So what the left is doing, maybe unwittingly so at this point, is they are driving many people from their own base away. Yeah, I think last night's moderator was more in tank for the just the mainstream news narrative, and that's why she kind of went with the mainstream news narrative, unlike Chris Wallace, who was just out there as an avowed Democrat, uh, you know, just totally in the tank for the Democrat Party. Uh, I mean, you know, with the whole COVID scare, like the, the literally the beginning and the end all started with the COVID. It's like, oh, the COVID, you know, everyone here has a mask on and there's social distance and we've got the plexiglass and the, they've been tested and nobody move and nobody breathe in the stands because of COVID. And, you know, the president could die any moment from COVID. It's just like that was the beginning and the end. They had to have those as the bookends. Um, but look at some of the other stuff that came afterwards. They're claiming that Mike Pence, they, they're claiming they think he has COVID because he had pink eye. They think he had pink eye during the debate. I did notice, I think maybe, uh, I think it was his left or right eye had half of it kind of red. Uh, from experience, it happens when you're under these lights, quite frankly. Uh, it happens a lot under these lights, and he's out there on a stage. Plus, I mean, you know, who knows how much he's sleeping, but sit here and, oh, he's got COVID. Look, his eye looked red. And then they edit the photo to make it look worse. And then you had China um, cut the signal. 
when Mike Pence was talking and then rejoined the feed when oh, and, uh, the uh, fake candidate, the fake VP, the Chinese uh, agent, Kamala Harris was talking. They let her talk. So, I mean, that's just proof positive she's a Chinese agent. She refused to answer the question on China. Uh, I mean, so again, just in the last 90 seconds before we get to the next segment, I mean, just your final takeaway from this debate last night. Yeah, I, I think the debate was a great opportunity for people to remember, you know, who the second in command is with Mike Pence. I, I think that Mike Pence is, and I made this allegory last night. I think that when you think about this, when you get a, a, a cut or a laceration of some sort, you have to put rubbing alcohol or hydrogen peroxide on it first. And that doesn't feel too good. To me, in a lot of ways, that's what Trump is. It's not going to feel so good all the time, but it's necessary to prevent the spread of infection. And then afterwards comes the ointment. And I think that's that's what Mike Pence really is. He is the perfect yin to Trump's yang. The left can't stand that either because for however brash or what have you that Trump is, whenever Mike Pence comes in, he, he just he he calms anyone down who is actually listening to him with their full brain activated. I think he did a fantastic job. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of the way he represented MAGA Nation and anyone who was a conservative. I'm just super proud of the way specifically that he came off in comparison to Kamala Harris's inherent smugness and condescension. So I think he did a fantastic job. I honestly wish we could have more VP debates because the more that we can sit here and watch the left torpedo themselves with Kamala Harris, the better as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they may want to keep her off the stage for a while. I mean, I know they're pretending like that was a, a victory for her. It wasn't. Although she's back again with Biden today. I mean, what a what a gruesome twosome. 2020electioncenter.com. Just type it in one time. You've got it saved right there in your browser. And then you can share it on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Apple platforms. But most importantly, via text message, email, or by word of mouth. Because they have banned the links to band.video of 2020electioncenter.com is a clone of the site, the exact same links, the exact same videos where you can comment, you can share them, everything. The system is censoring because of the power of the people overrode them four years ago. Trump has finally figured this out and since he's going to take action once reelected against big tech and then he's monitoring the situation. Well, we know the president's overwhelmed right now, so we're going to sit here and cry because he hasn't taken action. We the people are taking action now and you can do it very, very easily by sharing 2020electioncenter.com, 2020electioncenter.com and checking out the new redesigned infowars.com and sharing that link. Oh, that really upsets him. Oh, yeah. The Bible talks about there being 10 kings of the earth that sit above the nation states and who give their power unto the one world leader, the Antichrist, and that he has a beast system that no one can buy or sell unless he has that mark in the forehead or in the palm of their hand. And we look back on all the warnings we were given and all just the common sense that even if we believe in God or prophecy, giving governments and corporations the power to control who can buy and who can sell to track everything we do. It's not just a recipe, it's a blueprint for total enslavement. And now you look at Bill Gates, you look at Bloomberg and others who openly say, we're technocrats, we should decide how much salt you get, how much alcohol you get, how much red meat you get. We're technocrats, we know best. And we're now gonna set up the economy with a social score to totally control you. You snap your fingers, we're here. They're just rolling it out. And a lot of people are complying with it. It's insane. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show.
much from that white idiot. No, no, no. Why do you vote? Why? Okay, white idiot. How can you said if you don't vote for me, you're not black? How can Biden say that? That's not racist. Is that not racist? He said that. He said that. Pull it out. Pull it out. He said that if you do not vote for me, you are not black. Word for word. Somebody I'm not black. Senor, senor, senor. What is this? It's Trump. The best or not. have the Armenian flag in your hand. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. The amazing thing about this, Damani, is, I mean, I'll at least give the guy credit. I mean, at least he had a, I mean, at least his ears still work, you know. I mean, the message got through, you know. But, because uh, I go out, I mean, look, I mean, I know you've seen the videos. I mean, I've, I've, I've done this for years. I very rarely will I get someone to admit that they've been fooled or accept a reality. So it was kind of a rare moment there. But uh, sadly, this is the state of the average liberal. This is the state of the average leftist. They do not live in reality. They do not want to deal in fact and truth. And usually when you try to present it to them, they get really angry and start shouting obscenities at you. So, you know, maybe we're, maybe the pendulum's going back in the other direction when we can actually have a, a common discourse with these people. But man, I mean, if that isn't the epitome of, of where a leftist is intellectually really right now, uh, you know, I don't know what is. You know, props to whoever made that video. I had, that was my first time seeing it. That's why I was cracking up as hard as I was. Uh, but yeah, that that's a beautiful moment. Then you get a chance to see it firsthand. And I have had the opportunity to see that happen on a few occasions where when people are actually confronted with the incontrovertible truth, they can't help but to say it's almost as if they get smacked in the face and they kind of sit there and process for a minute. And that I can only think of as the brain that's been off for a while, finally being switched on. Like when you turn on a computer, it takes a while for the computer to fully boot up. That's kind of what's going on at this point. Uh, it, it, it's so fulfilling and so rewarding to see that actually happen, though, because with so many people, they've been so conditioned to just accept whatever the mainstream media tells or does not tell them as fact, that when they actually are confronted with the real truth, it really is a moment of complete and utter dumbfoundment that they that they fall privy to because that's that they're not used to hearing what the truth really is. Yeah, they just see mainstream media headlines or whatever push notification goes to their phone when they're presented with something they've never seen, it's shocking. It's like, you know, it's like a secret treasure or something. I mean, that's like Infowars. It's like, it's like, whoa, somebody actually talks how it really is. That's what? Nobody does that. All right, getting back to the debate, though, and this is such a joke, but you know what? The crew brings this to me because I think this is an interesting point. So the fly last night, the fly, right? The fly on Pence's head. I mean, it's so stupid. But, you know, we were joking last night. Was it a robotic fly? Did Bill Gates or somebody design a little robot fly? I'm sure they have the technology. Uh, to go land on Pence's head and create a big stir. I mean, that fly, I mean, that was a persistent fly. You got to give it credit. Uh, and Pence wasn't shook either. So, I mean, it was a mano a mano battle. In fact, the fly may have had a better, um, you know, a better rating in the debate than Kamala Harris had, quite frankly. Uh, but that's that's a different story. Now, this is interesting, though, Damani. Within an hour, within an hour, the Biden campaign was selling fly swatters. In fact, within minutes, 
Within minutes, they had sold tens of thousands of fly swatters for 10 bucks. What? You have a fly swatter ready to go? I've never seen anything like that. And they had flywillvote.com in the tank also ready to go. I mean, again, this sounds completely batty and loopy that they would send in a robot fly to land on Mike Pence. Okay, guys, believe me. And I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't, I, I'm not shying away from that, that non-occur. I'm okay with that. And even I didn't want to touch the robot fly. But when I see them launch flywillvote.com and have fly swatters on their website ready to be sold within a minute after the fly event, I mean, I'm sorry. I just have to say, wow, do I really believe in that coincidence? At this point in time, anything's on the table. I actually saw a tweet from uh, the Biden campaign. It was a picture of uh, Joe Biden with the fly swatter. I think they were advertising those uh, fly swatters you were talking about. And that was posted mere minutes afterwards, too. So it makes you really want do, you, do they have stock photos of Joe Biden sitting around with a fly swatter? It, that doesn't make sense to me. We're at, we're at a time when, honestly, anything is possible. Everything's on the table. There is no depth to which the left will not sink in order to try to capitalize on or seize on any moment. And it's really interesting how that became the talking point of the debate. And that just goes to show you how unremarkable Kamala Harris was to where a simple fly landing on someone's head is going to completely control the the news cycle. Um, so I'm not sure exactly you know what all is going on behind the scenes, but it did seem very suspicious to see that immediate uh, reaction or immediate immediately seizing upon this event when it, it should have been a one-off and a very unusual event, but it seems that there were already mechanisms in play to capitalize on it. Yeah, I think the fly had a higher rating last night than Kamala Harris at this point. I don't even think that's a debate. I think that's just the reality of the situation. All right, guys, let's um here, let's go to clip 13 here. And again, this is kind of, you know, you wonder, uh, is this just Kamala Harris's arrogance showing, her own narcissism showing? Or did she have the debate questions before the debate? Uh, listen to what she said. Very, uh, not too many people notice it. Listen to what she said here in clip 13 last night. Taxes, rolling back regulation, thank you, thank you, American Vice President. Energy, Pence. fighting for free and fair trade, and all thank, of that. Thank on you, the Vice line President. If Pence. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you know, that's a good segue into our third topic, segue. which is about the oh, economy. How do you know it's a great segue? How did Kamala Harris know that was such a great segue? Why was she agreeing with the moderator and shaking her head as if she knew the next question? Now, again, could have just been her arrogance. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Thank you. You're welcome. I had such a great segue. <laughs> yes. Or did she know the next question? I mean, I think that's a fair question to ask. Yeah, the normal person would think that because how would she know what a good segue was or not if she had not been made privy to the debate topics in advance? You know, the brain doesn't work quite that fast. I remember hearing her make that statement when I was watching the debate last night. It, it kind of went over my head as it would with, honestly, a lot of people who were so dialed in on what people are saying. But it makes you stop and think, you know, why would she say that? And that's the thing. When you go back and rewatch these debates again, I encourage anyone out there who's listening or watching the stream right now to go back and watch the debate again and really take stock of and pay attention to what all transpired. Because it's so hard to stay so engaged with every little thing that happens. Anyone is going to miss something. When you watch it again with fresh eyes, you're going to see even more in that next level and that next layer. So who knows who was told what beforehand? But we know that they engage in this sort of 
uh, debate chicanery four years ago. So there's nothing to say they wouldn't be um, they wouldn't be above doing that this time as well. <sighs> and you know, I also know it's kind of like a good movie because I agree with you. I went back and I watched the first debate between Trump and Biden, and I noticed exactly what you're saying. There were things I didn't really notice the first go around that I noticed the second go around that kind of gave it a little more, you know, uh, solid understanding for me, uh, you know, after just watching it live. It's like a good movie. It's like, oh, I, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, hey, that was a little more significant than I thought. Oh, I didn't remember she said that. Um, so, you know, that's one of those moments. Again, either she's just being arrogant, like, oh, I know I had such a case. Like, oh, thank you. Or she knew the question was coming. I think it's one of those two. Now, here's Biden today at a campaign event with six people where uh, he wouldn't answer the question or Harris wouldn't answer the question last night about packing the course. Joe wouldn't ask uh, answer it either in the first debate. So he was asked about it today. Here's what he said. The rest of the world, look, some of you have covered international politics before. The rest of the world looking at us. It's an embarrassment. It's a pure Your embarrassment. mask is an embarrassment. Got to stop. You'll know my opinion on court packing when the election is over. Now, look, I know... You'll know my opinion on court packing when the election is over, just like Nancy Pelosi. We'll tell you what's in Obamacare once we sign Obamacare. What? I mean, who is into that deal? So what do you think, Damani? Uh, 60 seconds left. Are they going to pack the courts? Uh, Of course. Kamala was given many opportunities last night to say that they would not do that, but her non, uh, non-admission spoke volumes because she just kind of brushed off and laughed off the question and moved on to the next talking point. When, whenever there's a chance for you to irrevocably refute something, I would say that you should do what President Trump did back in 2017 when he incontrovertibly refuted white supremacy and the KKK and all those white nationalist groups back then. But they're not willing to do that. And the reason they're not willing to do that is because we all know that is what their game plan is if they or to stop by some miracle win the White House in November. So All right, hey, Damani, where can people find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at the Damani Felder. Find me on YouTube at the Wright Brothers. Find me on TikTok at the Damani Felder. Facebook, Damani Bryant Felder. And Parler at the Damani Felder. Damani, thank you so much for joining us. Folks, Infowars.com slash Moneybomb. This has been a great radio hour, but I didn't even plug. Infowars.com slash Moneybomb. The future isn't coming. It's here. And in the future, keeping your humanity, saving your soul, your integrity, your very essence is going to be your most valuable asset. In fact, it's going to be your only asset. The world being built by the technocrats and the trap they've now sprung with COVID-19 and the endless lockdown is the beginning of the process of taking us past domestication into total and complete dehumanization. Human life will be impossible to be carried out in an original biological way by the year 2050. This is their stated goal. I'm sorry to have to report horrifying things like this to you, but only by facing the horror and not projecting your own decency onto the enemy can we turn this around. You must study their own writings, you must face the facts, and you must come to grips with it. You're all being incrementally destroyed.